The Housewives of Wales. <laughs> it's not the Housewives of Wales. House Witches, yeah. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to The Real House Witches of South Wales. The Real House Witches of South Wales. Fantastic, amazing. That was a great uh, intro that we just did there. Um, Laura, um, you, have you done something different with your hair? Yeah, yeah, I thought I'd just um, have a bit of a change in style, um, but still keep it very, you know, very me, very natural. Uh, but just, you know, change things up a little bit. I've had loads of compliments from, like, everyone saying, go on, how much that suits you? Wow. And, yeah, you know, it just, um, just feels good to, you know, switch things up every now and then. So for the listeners at home, Laura does look different today. She's got some lovely red glowing eyes. She's got some wrinkles on her forehead and her nose is a little bit crooked. Um, she could benefit from some Botox in her cheeks, I think, maybe some fillers, because um, they're a bit wrinkly and uh, just a bit blotchy. But also she's got beautiful, like, gaping teeth as well. Um, they're not straight, so I don't think she's had braces. But, I mean, that's okay. You know, it suits her. Her lips are really red her hair is wild and um like I've never seen Laura look so stunning like she looks fantastic um so I wish you could see it everyone listening because she she's so sexy Thanks. yeah I mean I did mention at the start you know it is supposed to be natural so that is the whole point so don't even mention Botox when like that's not what I'm trying to achieve so yeah I, I anyway, get it thanks. Yeah, you've definitely got the natural look down. It looks a bit, you know, haggard and old, um, which is why you could probably benefit from some Botox. But, you know, it's up to you, isn't it? If that's your vibe. We are discussing in this episode what you need as a beginner witch. Now, this is talking about the beginning stages of your journey into witchcraft. So you might be listening to this already halfway through your spiritual journey into witchcraft. But you might be listening, thinking, oh, I'm a little bit you know, I'm trying to work out if I am, if I want to be a witch or what I want to do. So you might be thinking, well, where do I start and how do I begin? Now, Laura, are you going to wear that mask the whole time? (laughs) Um, I think I will wear it for quite a while. Yeah, if that's a problem with you. Go for it. It's how long I can breathe for. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Lovely. Okay. Yeah. Great. You've you've got to breathe. That's the main thing. So, Laura, <laughs> yeah. um, what do you know about being a witch? You know, because we've said before that you wouldn't necessarily call yourself a witch, but if you were starting, what sort of thing would you think about? I think what it all comes down to is that there's actually lots of different ways of being a witch. You could argue. So you might not think you are a witch, but you actually could be. Like, I don't think that I am. But I do have um, probably some different, you know, qualities of a witch. So maybe deep down that does make me a witch. But then there's the whole difference of uh, practicing witchcraft. And I suppose you could say, well, it depends how much you practice it. So that could be the argument. Um, But yes, yes, you know what I mean. I really do. And I think that's you've summed it up so well so I believe you're a witch um when you say you're a witch when you think you're a witch um and you summed it up well by saying you know you relate to witches and being a witch but you don't practice witchcraft now you know just because you don't practice um you know doesn't mean that you don't 
that you aren't a witch. It might just be that you are beginning your journey and sometime in the future, you will actually start practicing and start becoming a witch. And maybe you'll um, experience that a little bit more. Um, but you could be a witch and not practice at all. You know, you could be working out that sort of sense. Okay, so I think you really summed up really nicely, Laura. Um, so there's a couple of things that people should probably know about before they want to become a witch or want to explore witchcraft. Now, what you said, Laura, is that you relate to witches and there are aspects of witchcraft that you can recognize in yourself but you wouldn't call yourself a witch um yet or maybe ever because you you know you just don't practice it you don't think you are a witch etc etc um and I think that kind of brings in our first point of the type of things that people should be doing or learning about when they're starting their witchcraft practice which is studying so you probably got the right point, Laura, which is, you know, when you say, yeah, I relate to being a witch, but I'm not a witch. I don't feel like I could say I'm a witch yet. And that's absolutely fine. There are people who will think straight away like I did, oh, I am a witch, and then start researching it and studying it. But the main thing with witchcraft is you should study. And what do we mean by study? We should know our history. So we should know the history of witchcraft. We should know all about how witchcraft um, came about, where it comes from, where it originates from, if that's even possible. We should research the history of the people that came before us, the people who were killed and murdered for witchcraft. Um, and I think studying the history of witchcraft is actually very interesting. Um, and Laura, you've done a bit of research into history of witchcraft. You know, Laura's got a history degree and history, you know, is intriguing to Laura. Um, you know, and, and just learning about the history of witchcraft is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, well, it is interesting because um, if you think about um, modern day young people like us today, um, we probably would have been uh, under the category of witches and persecuted. Lots of people who were alive today would have come under that category. So it's interesting in that way when you compare, you know, the modern day to what witchcraft actually was seen to be before in the past. Absolutely. And also knowing your history will help you as you progress and learn more about yourself and about your witchcraft practice, because you'll have more of an idea of why you're doing things. You'll have more of an idea of why a certain herb should correlate to this type of spell or um, a certain idea um, that you have will be better on this sort of um, Sabbath or something like that. that. This is why you need to know your history. You need to know, know about the people who were persecuted, of course, but also about how things are now and how they still impact us because of where it came from and the history around it and the cultures and that sort of stuff. So history is definitely a big thing. Also in the term of study, you should be reading. If you want to be a witch, you should be reading. You should be reading a lot of books out there and there are plenty of books out there. Have a look at people like Scott Cunningham if the sort of like wicker pathway suits you. Um, but you can also read a lot of witchcraft books. Um, and there's plenty of witchcraft books out there that will tell you about what witchcraft is and about um, the basis of it and you know um where to go with witchcraft so you should definitely do some studying if you can why else should you study why else is studying so important when you are embarking on this witchcraft uh path uh, well the idea is that you should be able to study up so you have an idea of exactly what you're signing up for so i think we know that when you are practicing witchcraft we're not there like Harry Potter. We're not there holding a wand and shooting physical things out of the wand and, you know, um, casting bubbling cauldrons of, you know, potions and all that sort of stuff. We are oh, basically... Well, maybe we are. 
Well, I mean, maybe, maybe you are, maybe that's what you do when you start doing your practice. Um, but uh, so what you can need, uh, yeah, props. Um, but you need to just understand what actual witchcraft is and, you know, kind of what's involved with it. Um, and also understanding the past helps with this very much modern um, vibe that's come in right now. You know, we have a lot of books out right now that are talking about modern practices. And that's great because at the end of the day, we do have to be modern and, you know, things change. But you should also know the past because otherwise going too modern and not honouring what actually worked in the past. Well, it worked for a reason, you know. Um, so I think that's why it's a good idea to definitely do your studying, um, because then you'll be able to understand what it is that is required of you when you go into a witchcraft practice. Also, studying gives you an idea of um, the not so good things of witchcraft, you know, because it's not all love and light and it's not all positive and you can't be going around casting um, spells for transformative change and not putting any protections in place and all stuff like that. So you need to understand what is wholly involved and you're always learning. That's the main thing. You will always be learning on this journey, which I think is important to uh, stress right now that you are always learning as you are going across this pathway. Um, so Laura, what do you think is next? What else do you think people should research? I think you just said it all, really. Like, you know, what, what it means to be a witch. And yeah, you said the history of witchcraft. I suppose maybe, you know, witchcraft in the media as well, how witchcraft comes across in maybe films, TV. That could be, you know, come down to the, the studying aspect of it. But no, I think you said it all, really. Yeah, and I mean, if you want to study by looking at films and things, a great part of doing that study is you realise that witchcraft isn't like the films. You know, there are films and there are TV shows that yeah. have some shred of um, reality to it in the sense that there are things that do apply. Um, and we can save that for another episode. But things like American Horror Story sometimes give a nod to traditional practices. There's a couple of other things that have some spells in it and that sort of stuff. But the main thing is that you understand that your witchcraft practice probably won't be like you see in the movies. It's not like Hollywood at all. Um, I think the other thing as well, um, I always say that you don't have to be quick to label yourself. And this is why studying is so important because you can study, get to know yourself. At the end of the day, you're going through a bit of a spiritual awakening anyway. You'll always be learning, you'll always be growing. But you can understand that there are different types of witches. Um, and like I say, don't feel like you have to fit a certain box and don't put yourself in a box straight away, because that, I think that's probably one of the worst things you can do is if you stereotype yourself straight away. But there are different types of witches and some people will follow a different pathway in their witchcraft practice. And so you should be familiar with those different pathways for when you interact with different witches, because you can learn from them and they can learn from you as well. Different pathways on witchcraft are things like green witchcraft, which is honouring nature, working with nature, working with plants, things like that. There's cosmic witches who work with the planets and the cycles. There are black uh, witches in the sense of black magic. They'll only use black magic or there are white witches. Um, so understanding the different types of witchcraft is always good and the different type of witch that you might be you know there's sea witches as well so have a look into that but i'd just be wary of labeling yourself too fast because you oh, could always be learning new stuff what was that 
what, what if you want to be all of them in one go? You can. Well, you know, there's no rules as such, you know, of what you want to do. Yeah, this is why, there we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is why you, you should not be quick to label yourself, because if you label yourself, you'll probably find that there's stuff you're more drawn to as you progress and you learn more about witchcraft practices. So there's no point in saying, I want to be a green witch, I'm going to be a green witch, and then find you actually don't do much with nature and don't want to do much with nature. You'd rather be doing more stuff with divination or you'd rather be at the sea more or stuff like that. Um, so yeah, yeah, just, you know, your practice is your practice. And I think that's important as well. Is your, and I think that's important. Um, your practice is your own and you can learn about yourself as you go about this uh, way of life, basically. Another one is to learn spells. Now, I think you need to be careful with the type of spells you are casting. I would definitely not recommend that you first start on your journey and then go and hex your ex, because there's a lot of things that could go wrong there. There's a lot of karma involved in that as well. And you should just be aware of why you're doing something and the ingredients you're using and what you're doing. So research spells, research spells as a whole thing, but also research how spells are done. Research how um, what you need for your spells as well, which is important, um, which kind of taps on to ingredients and tools that you can use in your witchcraft practice. So types of spells can range from things like love magic. It can range from even sex magic. It can, it can range from protection mag magic. There's so many different types of spells you can do. You can do it around your career or your money or your business, um, which is why it's important to just research what is out there, research how it works. But I would refrain from doing it so soon until you're 100% ready and you 100% know what you're doing. There's many people who rec recommend that the first spells you should really do are things like protection spells, protect yourself. Um, and again, that kind of leads on to understanding protections you can put on in place. We've got our physical protections, you know, things like locking the door, maybe even walking with your car keys between your fists, you know, all of that sort of stuff, physical protections. But we talk about protections as well on a spiritual plane. And you can do that by researching the properties of different crystals that offer protection, offer grounding, um, offer the ability to ward off any negative energies. So understand crystals as well. Maybe you can do some research on crystals if that's your thing. You can also understand, um, start understanding things like warding and even sigils. Now sigils are when you write a phrase and you um, cross out repeating letters and then you are left with a shape and that becomes your shape. So for example, you could put, I am always protected and cross out the repeating letters until you're left with a shape and you just create that shape. That's your protection shape. But wards as well, where you set the intention and you set the energy of protection is also very important as well. So understand those as well as you progress and understand how you can put protections in place on yourself, on your home, on your car, on your family, on your pets, whatever. Um, protection is so important. Um, I think as well, if you are going to do spell work, you should always have protections in place before you do your spell work. And this comes in the form of your wards. You know, you've researched your wards and you've understand what wards you need to create and how you can create them. But you should also look at creating a um, circle. And Laura, we did a circle, didn't we, when me and you did our ritual together? Yeah, but also um, when we go to this festival next week, uh, I mean, what I'm going to do, I'm going to take part in the witchcraft ritual by the lake, because that sounds great. So that will be my witchcraft practice. Yeah. But also, something that I really, really want to do in my life 
is learn how to put a hex on you. So thanks for that advice. I'll bear that in mind, you know, get the protection in place. And um, yeah, you know, I need to start just warding off the, the bad energy. And um, so that's something that I really need to work on and focus on is um, putting a hex on certain individuals. Yeah, so thanks for that advice. Yeah, no, it's very interesting, isn't it? The thing is, is um, you have got a lot of negative energy around you and within you that you need to deal with first, which is absolutely fine. You can do that. I understand. I know you can do it. Also, what's important to know is I've got a lot of protections in place on me and on my home, um, so I can't be reached. So you can hex away, but it will always return back to you. So, you know, carry on with that. It's not going to touch me. Don't you worry about it. Interesting, yeah, because I'm actually not worried either. So, uh, yeah, it works out great for both of us. Great. Yeah, it's just a waste of your time. Yeah, well, I mean, the mm. whole point is getting rid of you know, really bad vibes like I'm getting now. So this is an example, really, of what I'm trying to do. And it's just, you know, further proof of what needs to be done. So, you know, you've, you've, you've presented that. You've, you've given me the evidence that, unfortunately, it does need to be done. Following on from what else you might need to know with your witchcraft. So we mentioned here the need to create a circle. Now, creating a circle is what you put in place before you do any type of spell work. And the reason you put a circle around you as a form of protection is to protect yourself, protect your energy, but also to ensure that no sort of negative energies or entities or spirits are getting involved in your work and will stick to you and cause all sorts of problems further down the line. So how do you put protection in place in this sort of sense? Well, like I say, there are plenty of books out there to go and read. Um, and I would 100% recommend that as soon as you finish listening to this podcast, if you haven't already, go and search witchcraft books for beginners. And there are plenty out there for you to do. Read the good ones, read the bad ones, because you'll learn what works for you and what doesn't work for you and what you resonate and what you don't resonate with. But how you can create a circle is... First of all, you need to make sure you are cleansed. We've talked about cleansing before, but if you don't know what it is, cleansing comes in the form of a very traditional, um, not traditional, but very realistic way of literally just going in the shower or the bath and washing yourself, washing your body, making sure you're clean. Once you've done that, you can cleanse by using either some incense or some non-culturally appropriated um, sage um, and cleanse, cleanse your room. Make sure you've cleansed your room of any negative energy. Do this by lighting something, going around the room with the intention of making sure that no negative energy is around you. Make sure you get in all the corners of the room as well. You've cleansed the room. Now what you need to do is ground yourself. So ground yourself by closing your eyes, taking a few deep breaths in and exhaling. Allow yourself to calm down. Allow yourself to be in this almost sort of a meditative state. Once there, visualize that you've got some roots coming out of your feet, going into the ground, grounding yourself into the earth so that you're always connected to the earth, no matter where you go next. Make sure that's in place. And then once you've done that, you can visualize in many ways protection. I tend to visualize a nice dome going around me, a nice white light. Um, and you can do the same. Visualize that you are protected with the white light that circles you. Um, you've done that. Now you, you've created your circle in that sort of sense. So what you do with your circle, 
You can lay it out in a physical sense. So either put some salt on the ground around you and know that that's your circle and that's the place inside the circle is where you'll work and do your spell work. You can put physical representations such as crystals, salt, etc. You might want to just have it as visualization. Visualize that there is always a circle around you. Once you've done that, that's locking you in. You're in that circle, you're protected. Nothing can reach you unless you want it to reach you. And then if you need to leave the circle for whatever reason, you'll feel silly as you're doing it. You'll feel silly for the first time as you are trying to leave the circle if you need to. Just imagine that you've cut a little bit of a door in the circle and you can open that door knowing it will still be there protecting, sealing everything in. And you can return to the circle through that same door that you've just visualized and off you go. You're back in the circle, you're safe. Nothing else, nothing's got in. It's like creating a little bit of a comfortable locked door for you basically a locked home within the home if you are doing your practices in the house so that's why it's important to make sure you've got your circle in place um, and then you're ready to create your spells and do your work and do your magic practice within that circle once you've done your circle and you've done all your spell work you should thanks the um, entities that have been there the spirits who are there for good intentions Thank the universe, thank your guides, thank your higher self, thank yourself as well for your work. And then you want to do the same steps, but just visualize that you are closing the dome and the dome or the circle is coming back in and you are free to kind of walk free. The, the, the circle that you've just cast around you is no longer there. That's your kind of hope with that sort of thing. Um, so understand protection you need to have protections in place but you also need to have protection in place when you're doing your spell work as well so make sure you've got that ready for you to go um then of course when we talk about spells you know you want to understand how to do spells great you'll probably find that on your witchcraft practice um you know every witchcraft practice is different but you won't do as many spells as you thought you'd do or you'll do spells when you feel like it's the right time to do spells um, but it will seem very exciting and you'll be eager to go, but you need to make sure you know what you're doing and you're ready for those spells before you do it. But understanding the tools around spell work, so things like herbs and the correspondences with herbs. You can get a great book um, written by Scott Cunningham and it's a, the book of correspondences. And I'd recommend that because the book will give you correspondences to um, how you can use it in your spells and things like that. So for example, you can, you know, if, you, if you're trying to do like a positivity spell or a protection spell, you can go to this book and see which herbs are available and which um, correspond with those sort of vibes that you're going with, the intention that you're setting. And then with the research you've done on your spells, you can work out how to use those herbs. So some people will put those herbs into a jar, like me and Laura did on our last full moon ritual. Um, others will burn the herbs and visualize that. Others will dress their candles with the herbs. It really depends what you're going for. And understanding how you can incorporate herbs into your spell work is important. Like I said earlier as well, crystals, if you want to understand more about crystals, then do so. You can use crystals for your magic practice. You can use it for healing or you can use them just as protection. So get a couple of books on crystals so you can understand the correspondences and the properties of crystals and how you can use them in your practice as well. Of course, as well, with any sort of stage around um, your practice, just understand why you're doing something. Understand the reason behind your work and your intention. People do say intention is everything and it probably is everything. Intention is important, 
but um, you need to have everything else kind of in place and know what you're doing with things. Um, so understand the why. I think that's important to say and understand the why behind what you're doing as well. I think then what we should mention is have things on supply. Now, you can understand as you're doing your research, you can understand correspondences. And as part of that is colours. You might find um, people say that a white candle can represent all the emotions that you want in your spells. So you'll understand that. So act within your means. Don't go out and spend thousands. Don't go out and spend so much money that you don't have. You know, learning your history understands that ancestors before this use what was available to them. So use what's available to you. Um, but just make sure that you understand the correspondences. You don't want to be using something that equates to hexes for a love spell, for example, because you might find a different result comes around, which is why it's important to understand spells and correspondences. Laura, what do you kind of think, is there anything else you think that should kind of be talked about? No, I think you mentioned uh, literally everything there, <laughs> like literally everything. Like I said, I can't wait to do this lake ritual next week and be a character for Midsummer, to be honest. <laughs> see how that goes and see if we survive. So me and Laura are going to a pagan and witchcraft festival next weekend and there are rituals going on in the evening and I think we've agreed that we're going to go to a couple if we can and mingle with some witches and pagans probably some Wiccans as well um so we're very much looking forward to that and maybe that's um you're talking about knowing the different types of witches I suppose you probably know about pagans as well the meaning of paganism because I suppose that kind of ties into it Yes, definitely. You should do some research on religions as well, and especially Wiccan, uh, Wiccans and mm -hmm. pagans. Um, even Druidry, you should probably research as well. Understanding that it interweaves. It doesn't have to. There are plenty of pagans out there who don't practice witchcraft and plenty of witches who aren't pagan um, or Wiccan, etc., etc. Um, so you can understand that religion does go hand in hand with witchcraft if you want it to, but you can just practice witchcraft without having any sort of religion attributed to it so understand that as well research that sort of history around things there were two other things I thought we should mention so as you go about your practice you want to be keeping notes you want to be writing and writing down what you've learned writing down your practice writing down what you've done um, your results if you've noted something work or noticed that something didn't work keep a um, book of shadows um, and a book of shadows is where you can note down your experiences. It's a bit like a diary. It doesn't have to be anything special, but you can have a place where you put your thoughts, where you put your experiences, where you put your own knowledge and, exp and, and experiences down into this book and write it that way. You can also get yourself a grimoire, which is something a bit more official, if you will. Decorate this however you want. It doesn't have to look like you see on Instagram. But with this grimoire is where you can write spells down and you, you've got spells to re refer to. Further on in your practice, you might do your own spells and this will be included in that as well. And then if you really want to and you want you feel like you want to incorporate it, look into divination, things like tarot cards. Um, you can also do astrology too. If you want to bring astrology into witchcraft, you can. So there's so much you can learn and so much you can understand with it. Just have respect for the craft um, Are you advertising the manifestation? <laughs> <laughs> I should, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, have respect for the craft and understand. That <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and know what you're going to do. And uh, as long as you're going in there with good intentions and you are ready to put in the work and understand it's not always easy and it's not always fun. That's the main thing with it. Yeah, I think that kind of sums it up. I'm sure there are plenty. And I think that's important. Same. I think that's important. I'm sure there's plenty I've already missed. I'm sure there's stuff that didn't make sense. I'm sure there's stuff that I could have elaborated on a bit more. Um, but I hope that kind of gives a basic kind of look into what it is you should be doing or should think about doing as you embark on this new sort of um, lifestyle because it does become a lifestyle. I also think as well that next week when we are at this big festival we should record an episode. Oh yeah well if if we can <laughs> like you know the practicality of it yeah sure yeah this time. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah yeah get, get Becky involved. Yeah definitely definitely. Okay, so thanks everybody for listening. I hope you've taken something valuable from that and I hope it's made some sense to you. Let me know if there's anything else you want us to elaborate on or discuss with you or um, get out there for you. Um, we always value questions, so get in touch with us. Also, please leave us a review. Um, we really appreciate that. Leave a review on Apple if you can. Um, and I guess we will see you next week. So until then, um, bye. Bye, guys. Bye.